0: everyone. Welcome to the Focus Point Podcast. I'm glad you decided to give us a listen. I'm glad you decided to check us out. I wanted to do a brief introduction before we get into the episode today. We are starting a very special series called From the Vault. I believe it is important to rest. So during this period of rest for me and the Focus Point ministry, I thought it would be fun to look back at one of the very first series we did on the podcast three years ago. It is also important to note here that the episodes in this series are presented in their original form. I hope that this episode encourages you and blesses you. I encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. And as always, you can find out more information at thepointoffocus.com. So, let's get in to this episode today in the special series, From the Vault. (laughs) Well, welcome to yet another episode of the Second Stage Ministry Podcast. I'm excited that you've decided to give this a listen. This is the third and final part of a three-episode series that we've been in called Breakthrough. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to one or two yet, and you're one of those kinds of people, that got to listen to them in order. I don't really know if they have to be, but... The other two parts are there If you want to go give them a listen Before you listen any farther to this one As we're closing out this series Right This actually kind of came From the same scene that we've been looking at This scene of Israel's history Where God had just freed them from Egypt And now They're kind of stuck In this place where Egypt's behind them But they keep longing and mourning for that And we kind of felt that God last week we kind of shared how God probably wanted him to stop mourning over what he had rejected, right? Stop get, get on with it. Quit pouting and looking back. Time to go forward. And then in the first episode of this series, we kind of talked about how change was traumatic and how we kind of give them a hard time, but you got to think about what they what was changing for them. There was a lot of new stuff going on in this particular scene of their life. And so for this third one, we're still in the same spot. But another idea comes to mind for this scene of their story. And I actually wrote this as a blog post a couple months ago, back in October. And it's actually based off a Elevation worship song. And I got this idea from Elevation Church. And I'm really kind of excited for this one. But, as I said, it still has a lot to do with this one scene that we've been looking at in Israel's history. But, for this particular part of the story, we're going to go to the book of Job. And we're going to look at Job's story. And how this concept of the middle, we're going to look at here to kind of get the idea of what the middle feels like but also too, kind of look back at Israel's spot and kind of see where they were because they were in the middle. So what does the middle mean? Well, the middle is defined by Merriam-Webster's dictionary, the position of being among or in the midst of something. Now, that's very vague to start with, in the midst of something. Well, huh, yeah, something, right? Maybe, Maybe you've been in the middle before. Maybe you've been in the middle of your siblings, in the middle of a fight, in the middle of a crowd, in the middle of traffic, in the middle of a storm, in middle school, in the middle of a test, in the middle of the school year, in the middle of the workday, in the middle of raising your kids, in the middle of a job change, in the middle of a divorce, in the middle of a healing process, in the middle of life, in the middle of a season. There's a middle everywhere In life, we're just in the middle. And sometimes being in the middle stinks. You're in the middle of this change. You're in the middle of this season of life. You're in the middle of what essentially God has for you. And being in the middle just stinks sometimes. We know what was at the beginning we know where we have been and we know what was but now we're in the middle in the middle of what was and what is to come in the middle of what we didn't expect just just in the middle and as i'm describing this some of you are probably like oh the middle right i'm not i'm the oldest sibling but you maybe you felt it your whole life being the middle child but What if I told you that the middle is where great things can happen? In the middle is where things happen. When I think about someone who was caught in the middle, other than Israel, I think of Job. Job found himself suddenly in the middle. And talk about change being dramatic. And talk about... Needing to move on. But Job suddenly found himself in the middle. But why was it so rough? Well, we see a little bit about himself, right, in the first chapter of the book of Job. It says In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep. 3000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and had a very large number of servants. He was the greatest man all of the people of the east. So, let's break this stuff down. What's all that mean? Well, first of all, Job had a lot going for him. He had a lot of possessions and was a wealthy man. Cattle and servants and And all of that stuff, livestock, that was all important. It was all stuff that could be sold, it was all stuff that could be eaten, you know, whatever. It was all important to him. And it was all necessary and it made him a wealthy, wealthy man of all the people. But Job soon found himself in the middle. He found himself between what was and the future. There was a conversation going on above in the heavens that he didn't know about. Satan, right, had come into the presence of the Lord after roaming the earth. And Satan still roams the earth. He's looking how to mess us up and he's looking how to take our lives and turn them upside down. To put us in the middle so we can then figure out what we're going to do. Just like Job here. It says, Satan had a conversation with the Lord. Job one eight says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Jacob fear nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and surely he will curse you to your face. But Satan also gives God a warning. He tells Satan not to lay a finger on Job himself. Then Satan leaves Job. Then Satan leaves, and Job's life changes in a matter of minutes. And this is where it kind of unfolds. And this is where, what I meant when I said that sometimes there's these things that happen. I'm not saying that all of them are the devil because that's a a cliche thing that everybody says. But in this particular thing, Satan was looking to mess up Job. And I'm telling you right now, he looks to mess us up too. He looks to take us out of the game. He looks to get us mad at God. He looks to change everything for us and not and make us so upset that we don't have any alternative but just to get mad at God. So here's what happened to Job in a matter of minutes. First, a servant comes running to him and says that the servants in the field had been attacked and killed and that all the cattle had been stolen. Job lost all his cattle, his source of money and food. But while that servant was telling Job what had happened, another messenger came with some more news. The second servant came up and said that a great fireball fell from the sky and burned up all the sheep and shepherds. Now this could be another source of income. While that servant though was still talking, another messenger showed up with even more bad news. This messenger told Job that a group of people came and took all of his camels and killed his servants that were watching them. Once again, possible income for Job, but it wasn't over yet. There was another messenger that showed up in the middle of the other messenger's speech. So he wasn't even done talking yet, this other guy, and this other guy shows up. This messenger had the worst news of them all. He told Job that a house, the house, sorry, that his sons and daughters were in had collapsed due to a huge wind that came, and the house and all of his children were killed. Job couldn't take it anymore. And the Bible says "At this Job got up, tore his robe and shaved his head. He fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I have come from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. May the Lord's name be praised. Now, first of all, let's just recap briefly. First of all, he lost all all his sheep and cattle and camels and servants, a house collapse and a freak accident that took out his his house and his sons and daughters and kids and grandkids and whatever else. And did I hear that right though? May the Lord's name be praised. In the middle of all that, Job sent up, A hallelujah. He sent up a praise to God. After losing his kids, his cattle, his sheep, his camels, his servants, we find out that Job also lost his health. His health had gone down so far that he was unrecognizable by the people that knew him the best. Then he just sat, and they sat with him. That's how you tell, on a side note, that's how you tell who your friends are if they'll come and sit with you in the darkness and in the hard times. If they'll come sit with you, that's how you know who your friends are. In the middle, right, they sit there. And why was it in the middle? Because it says in Job 42.12, the Lord Blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, and a thousand yoke of donkey, and a, a thousand yoke of oxen. Sorry, and a thousand donkeys. So it's almost like if you compare him to the other numbers, he had like almost doubled, maybe even sometimes tripled his his wealth, because he sat down in the middle and he set up a hallelujah. He didn't sit down in the middle. And turn on God and turn away. See, the middle can be tough. And there are times where you're in the middle, right? And you just want to give up and you just want to stop doing it. Stop fighting. Stop moving forward. Just stop. But Job knew that God was with him. There in the middle of all that, God was with him. The Elevation song that I was talking about opens with the line Can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is the place where you promised to be. In the middle. It's so great to think about that. That song's called Here Again by Elevation Worship. God's in the middle with you, whatever your middle might be. Your middle may be sickness or recovering from sickness. Your middle may be raising your kids who are now teenagers. Your middle may be dealing with your divorce. Your middle may be dealing with a job loss. Whatever it might be, God is in the middle with you. Job wasn't alone. You're not alone. He was just in the middle. You're just in the middle. Job had to go through the middle, and at the very end of his life, he was blessed greatly. We have to go through the middle too, so we can become what God wants us to be. Because the middle is something that's changing. something's better is coming along, because God's not going to leave our side. God's not going to abandon us. God's not going to be kind of like oh that middle's kind of rough I don't know if I can deal with that God has us in the middle God has us in the mountaintops God has us in the valleys and God has us anywhere in between and Israel God had them too when they were sitting there in the desert getting beat beat on by the sun because they didn't have any shelter really I guess in their middle God was with them He sat there with them and he showed that he was with them because in Exodus 16, when they wanted food, it says that he gave them food for 40 years. For 40 years, God provided manna and quail for them. until they came to a land that was settled where they could settle exodus 1634 they ate manna for 40 years god was with them in the middle and i think god can handle your 40 months your 40 days Your forty minutes. Whatever your middle is, whatever you're in, know that God's there with you. Know that God's not gonna leave. But also know that there's more ahead. And that this is just the middle. That there's a promised land ahead. There's better things ahead. Don't get stuck in the middle. Don't abandon God in the middle. Ride through the middle. Take God's hand and go through the middle and come out on the other side and look back at what you came through and see that God was with you and see that the middle wasn't as bad as it was, but now you've got a middle to look back through so you can challenge other middles when they come. The middle is just temporary. There's great blessings on the other side.